are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. Dear Heavenly Father, the flower fades, the grass withers, but your word remains forever and forever. There's nothing that can stir us up, change our lives, but the word of God. Tonight, let your word come forth with power, with the unction of your Holy Spirit. Not one person that came here will go back disappointed. They will know that God is in this place. The Lord is in this house. Move in a way that you have never moved among us. Move in such a fashion that this will not just be an event. It will be the beginning of something greater. Thank you, Lord, for Canada belongs to Jesus. Move, Lord mightily in our midst and Jesus gets all the glory in Jesus precious name we pray and everybody said Amen. 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 you may have your seats wow it's a joy to be here this evening just want to make a couple of opening remarks before I go into the word of God and I have a word from God just want to say this, um, I thank God for the people that are here, the extraordinary response that I heard when my name was announced, and I promise you, I have not paid anyone. <laughs> I was a bit embarrassed, believe me, I covered my face. <laughs> but they are here because they are passionate. They believe in the move of God and revival. And I just want you to know, it's such an honor for me to be here and I truly, truly enjoy the company of Travis. You know, every time we have met, our hearts have connected. And I love him for his passion. I love him for his dedication. But more than anything else, what touched my heart, what strike, struck a chord with me, is his balance. He's balanced when it comes to the things of God. He's, he's got a stability that I admire in him. And I pray that God will take resurgence to greater heights in the days to come. And we have only one purpose. It's not about our ministry. It's about seeing this nation touched by the power of God. But before I say anything, I would like to also acknowledge I'm not the first one from our church to come here and minister among your midst. We have at least two speakers who have come from our church. We have Jolene Beagle, who has ministered in resurgence. And also we have Pastor Dino, who has ministered from our church. And I tell you, they both are excellent speakers, uh, passionate for the Lord. And I waited for my turn. <laughs> And I'm grateful that you invited me. You know, before I go into God's word, I was specifically instructed um, by Travis if I could do this. 
you know, and I believe it'll bless people when you hear this story. He wanted you know, me to talk about how I landed in Edmonton. I started preaching at the age of 12 as a young evangelist. One night, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and that week, I stood up to preach at the age of 12. I was baptized at the age of 12, and I have said this in many places when my baptism took place. There was a huge debate in our church, not theological, but they didn't know how to baptize me because it was very tiny. <laughs> so finally, the church came up with an idea to put a stone inside the tank <laughs> and to place me on the stone. So otherwise, they believed that I would be baptized even before somebody officially <laughs> baptized me. But I was a preacher by then. At the age of 13 and 14, I started being used as an evangelist. At the age of 15, I was in fact a crusade preacher in India in big crusades. And then I started traveling to some of the most difficult parts of India. And as a teenager, I even traveled overseas as an evangelist. But I want to just to bring this into context. As my ministry was growing in India as an evangelist, as well as part of a, one of the most powerful churches, a church that started with, you know, when, when we reached there, it was about 150, 200 people, but then it grew and I was part of, I was in the friend lines of the revival of that church and there are people from my country who can attest to that tonight. A church that was instrumental in growing and, and developing ministers and I was used by God in that church and I believe at least 20, 25,000 people. It's, it became a movement and, and hundreds of ministers came out of the church. But then, you know, as I was part of this movement, revivalist, you know, big crusades, big stadiums and being used by God. I remember there was one night you know, I used to preach five sermons on a Sunday in our church. And one day I'm preaching, being asked by another evangelist, a very well-known evangelist, I'm preaching for his conference. And after that, he put me in a hotel. And I was in my room. He comes to the room and he prayed over me. I, I believe it was unsolicited, but these were the words. And I hated him for that. He said these words to me. He said, I'm plucking you out of India. And I'm going to plant you in a land far away. And one of the things that I, that land will have, it'll be a land of snow. <laughs> and I tell you, the way I received it was underrated. <laughs> and, and then he said a few more words. One of the words that he said was, that place will become a place which will be a headquarters for an international ministry and nations will come out of it. And then the words were revival, revival, and that place will have revival. But believe me, he did not tell me what that place is. He didn't say Canada. He just said, described it with, as, a, as a place with snow. I think God just can say one word, snow over Canada, and it's a done deal. <laughs> And, and then, you know, but this is what I want you to understand. Some of you are gauging prophetic ministries and all that. If truly God speaks to you, believe me, if it is from God, he will keep on confirming it. It won't be with one word. He is more interested in giving you clarity. 
Because at the end of it, it's not about you. It's about his plan. Can I get a witness in the house? So I was sitting in another meeting. Here comes another prophet. And he laid hand upon me. I can never forget that day. And then he started singing. He started speaking in tongues. But then he started singing over me. And the song. And I've never seen him singing. He's, he's not a man who could sing. <laughs> but at that moment, he started singing over me. And he said these words. And the words were, Kya Canada, Canada. And that was a song over me. I had friends in the United States. And many of them wanted me to come to the United States. But not, I didn't know anybody in Canada. It didn't stop there. This particular prophet as he's praying over me, and this is a prophet from one of the rural places of India, not even a man who has traveled as much at that point of time. And this is the word he said, I see the word Alberta. And then the word ever, ever, evergreen. You know what? He was describing the trees, the flora and the fauna of Edmonton, Canada. Ever, ever, evergreen. And then he gave me a name that I didn't understand at that point of time. And when I came to Canada, that was the house in which I stayed. Exactly the name of the person that the prophet had spoken. I tell you, my God still speaks. Hallelujah. But it is a journey. All that was prophesied, you know, I didn't get to see for many, many years. It is hard journey. People from my church are here who are part of that journey. You know, a journey where lawyers were involved. The Sun newspaper was involved. The then Prime Minister, Vice Assistant Prime Minister, Vice Prime Minister, what do you call, of Canada was involved. It went to many, many areas for me to be established here. But if God says a word, he will keep his word. And it so happened, you know, for many years, we had five families with little children. And one of the characteristics of our church at that point of time, I don't think even one family was employed. You know, they were in that kind of a situation. And here, leaving a ministry of sometimes preaching to 20, 25,000 people, five ser sermons on a Sunday, and I'm here sometimes from Monday to Saturday, I had nothing to do. Not even one speaking engagement. I didn't even have a car. So I used to sit in a house in White Avenue. And believe me, in that place, there's no, not even a shopping center you can go close by. The only thing was, you know, a wholesale. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. It's a wholesale shop. You can just go and they don't even entertain you. And, you know, it was hard. I used to see through the window the snow falling and say, God, you kept, up, kept your word. <laughs> when it comes to snow, but ministry-wise, nothing. Sometimes I preached a sermon. I thought that's the best sermon. And with that sermon, you know, the entire church is going to be packed. But next Sunday, the people who said the maximum hallelujah, they themselves disappeared. <laughs> Sometimes a hard journey. It was very hard. But I want you to know, after many years being here, and the first part of the word, the Lord has kept it. This ministry has become a ministry. When God said headquarters, I didn't even see heads here in the church. Very few heads. 
I didn't see nations. But today, it's just spreading. I was telling Travis, in the last three, four months, never happened in our ministry, I believe over 200 churches have been added to the ministry in the last three months. <laughs> nations opening up, some of the most difficult nations. And this Monday, I'm traveling to Bahrain, the kingdom of Bahrain. Nations opening up. And, and that part God kept is faithful. Our church is also growing. But remember, the other part that God kept on saying through every prophet was this part. He said there will be a revival in that country. And I'm here to say the Lord who kept the first part. Come on, can I get somebody who believes Alberta does not belong to the conservatives or to the liberals. It belongs to the Holy Spirit if you believe that. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good. There's such a move that's happening and I feel connected. Believe me, I, 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 I've, I've been a speaker for all my life from age 12 in many, many conferences. But tonight I have to admit, I felt a little nervous. <laughs> the reason being for the last many years, my, my ministry has been more about pastors' conferences, you know, church conferences, planting churches. I, I used to be a youth, young adult, you know, speaker for many years as a teenager, as a young man growing up in India. So today, I felt for a moment, God, why did you plunge me into an ocean surrounded by young people? <laughs> and, and you know what? And I had to force myself. I kept on saying, Anison, you are also young. Keep <laughs> saying that. <laughs> and I want you to know, you know, tonight, before I, this is personal, this is not from God. Tonight, before I leave this place, if I can shed two years from my age, you made my day. <laughs> I, I would be ever, you know, grateful to you. But tonight, let's get going into the word of God. God has a word for the season. How many of you believe that tonight the Lord is going to visit us with the word? You know, I'm always excited when God surprises the preacher himself. I am I'm going to say this word is new to me. This word was given. I'm not taking this from a microwave. It came from the oven of heavenly kitchen for this night, packaged, and the word resurgence on it. God is going to speak tonight. I'm also in a place where I want to receive from the Lord. As much as I'm speaking to you, I'm desperate to hear from the Lord for my life. I want to hear from the Lord. So, you know, give me five minutes at the beginning because um, that's the way I minister. I'm, 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 you know, different gifts operate, but my greatest desire is to be a preacher of the word. And my job, you know, my role in my ministry is to keep our ministry on the right track, doctrinally. And we'll maintain the integrity of the doctrines of God's word. So I can't help it. So five minutes, please allow, please indulge me to just speak some things that are so important as a foundation for what I'm about to speak. And then I'll get into the prophetic message that God has given. Is that okay? 
Five minutes, just five minutes. And when preachers say five minutes, nobody trusts the preacher. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I, I forgot my password. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, okay. That's my, it, it's even more worse. It's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. Oh, it's wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's getting really hot here. What year were you born? Sorry. <laughs> I've got a word to speak, but I've got some notes on this. Amen. But you know, can you just help me here, child? <laughs> but I've got a good memory though. The word that God has spoken to me is from Acts chapter 2. The book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 14. But Peter standing with the eleven lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake. That's my son's birthday. <laughs> because I've got two iPads. That's a problem. See, it comes back. Thank you. And I'm not going to give this iPad to anybody tonight, especially the ones that knows my son's birthday. There we go. Now, I want you to know, it was a very important moment in the history of of. God's transaction with human beings. Because this is a moment where there's a change in the dispensation. The ushering in of what was a mystery in the Old Testament times. The very mystery of the church now being birthed. And the man who's appointed to speak on that extraordinary moment by the name Peter. So the moment itself is a special moment, historically. But that's not where I want to, you know, emphasize tonight. I want to emphasize the word Peter stood up. That is important. And give me five minutes as I try to explain it from the original language. The word stood up. It's not just a common word. The word has got more meanings or more you know, value to it. The word is hemeste in the Greek. The word hemeste is not just standing up. The word hemeste means it means standing up with a determination. 
standing up so that your life is going to change standing up in a way that there's no more flaky moments standing up in such a way you're showing forth the moment has come one of the word is confirmed another meaning is firm another meaning is established and there is a passage in the bible where it says by the mouth of two or three it shall be established you can go home and check the word is hemestay that's the word in the greek the same word which says peter stood up meaning it is a word that says something got established in him and i'm here with the word from the throne of heaven some of you your moment has arrived so that you are standing up with a determination standing up but that's not it the word hemistay you know is the same word from which we get the word staros which is a word for cross the word for the cross is from that word staros but that's not it you know the word i'm sorry it's on hemis it's histomy i'm sorry i got it wrong histomy that's a word histomy let me get it corrected histomy that's the word for he stood up but how many of you know histomy is the same word for resurrection what are the odds the word for cross is the same word for resurrection but there's a difference there's a word called anna in front of histomy the word anna and so the word for resurrection is anna histomy meaning anna means again and that's the reason we used to call them anna baptist for those of you know your history the people who baptized once again so anna means again and histomy means stand so the word anna histomy means somebody who was down and dead is standing up again Now I want you to know I want to give you a trivia information that I believe will interest you. Do you know what there is no word for resurrection in the original Greek? Because the Greeks didn't know resurrection. How can you invent a name for something that you're not aware of? But even in the Hebrew that's interesting. There's no word for resurrection. So so where did this word resurrection come even in English? It's interesting. The word resurrection in English comes from the Latin. And it comes from the word resurgere. Resurgere. That's a Latin word for resurrection. And re means again. Surgere means rise. And from that word resurgere, you get the word resurgence. Hey God send somebody from India to define your ministry over here tonight your ministry is a resurrection ministry Come on can I get a shout of hallelujah in the house 
This ministry is all about resurrection. People have been down in their lives. People have been down in their spiritual life. People have been dead in their sin. He is going to be resurrected through a resurgence. That. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, can I see some resurgence over here tonight? Some people who believe, doesn't matter how dead the situation is, my God can resurgence, resurgere. He can bring back life. Peter stood up. The word stood up. He stayed me. And tonight I'm here to say, Anna histemi is going to take place. Meaning somebody who once stood but fell down. Tonight is a night God is going to make you stand up. But can I hear somebody who will affirm this with a response of faith. This time you're not standing up to fall again. You're standing up to declare I know that I know it's confirmed in my life. I'm moving forward in the name of Jesus. Hey, come on, anybody that believes the time for you to stand up has come. The time for you to stand up has come. This is the moment. Hey, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Oh, hallelujah. Now, can I indulge you for two more minutes? Because this is important with regards to Peter. The word histemi is a very powerful word. When it says, you know, the, you can go home and check it. It says stand firm, you know, uh, confirmed. It says determined. But I like the word establish. That means something is getting established. You know what it means? Once it's established, there's an example in the Bible. God established the sun and the moon. You know what it means? Every morning you don't have to pray for the sun to appear. You don't have to pray for the moon to appear. Whether you pray or not, it will be there. Come on. And I came all the way to declare God is about to establish your ministry, your life. Now, but I want to just pull back for a moment and connect it with Peter. That will make it more personal. Make it very personal. Because you remember, there's another word that I want you to know. And that word is a very special word for me. It's called steraiso in the Greek. Steraiso. Steraiso is a word which was used when it says Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. That means nothing can shake him. Nothing can distract him. Good or bad, success or defeat, he is moving forward. And the word there is teraiso. And the Old Testament Hebrew, it's a Hebrewism, which means he kept his face as a flint stone. You know, no, I said this in our church, don't you ever compare that with our flint stone cartoon. <laughs> This is flintstone that, another word is like granite, cannot be even touched, cannot be broken. That's the way he kept his face. That's called steraiso. 
But one day he looked at Peter and said, Peter, the devil, the enemy, Satan, has asked permission to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you. And when you have turned, when you are converted, strengthen. Strengthen. And the word there is sterizo. That means Jesus looked at the sifting where he will be in a valley. He will be shaken up. But Jesus was telling Peter, Peter, one day your shaking will be over. You will become sterizo. Just like I am sterizo to fulfill God's destiny for my life in Jerusalem, you will also be sterizo for the sake. I sense an anointing right now when I'm speaking that. The Lord is prophesying over somebody. God is going to make your life a sterizo. That means no shaking, no shaking, no shaking till the plan of God is accomplished for your life. But what, what I want you to know, did Peter ever experience that sterizo? I'm talking about comparing it with Jesus himself. I want you to know the word sterizo is derived from histamine. When it says Peter stood up, the, the verb is he became sterizo. Tonight I want every demon that sifted your life, that took you through some shakeups, you're going to tell the devil in the name of Jesus, the day has come for me to stand up, stand up, stand up for the sake of God's destiny over my life, God's destiny over my family. If you believe that, put our hands together. Give the Lord a shout. I sense anointing breaking out right now. Some of your plans are going to become sterizo. Some of your godly anointed purpose is going to become sterizo. Yes, you went through sifting. Yes, you went through dark days. But you're coming out to tell the devil, I am still standing. Can I make it? has a common denominator because without making it too superfluous. Can I say this? I want the devil to know this. You know the testimony of the burning bush. If the burning bush got a chance to testify. <laughs> oh, the burning bush will say, you know what? I'm not as tall as other trees. And my, nobody even comes close to me because I've got this thorny prickly nature and 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 I'm not very attractive even but I've got one testimony which the other trees cannot share I go through fire but I don't get consumed come on can I see somebody in this place who can say the fact that I'm alive tonight is my testimony Come on, if you believe that, make a noise in the house of the Lord. 
I could have been dead. My ministry could have been dead. My family could have been dead. But the fact that I'm here tonight is a testimony. God is faithful. Can I... Somebody make a noise or shout in the house of the Lord. My God is faithful. Peter, by just standing up, you are making an announcement. Devil, you thought I'm gone. You almost prepared my funeral service. Yes, Sometimes I myself believe I have no more chance because I betrayed him. That night I acted like a crazy idiot. But now, after many years, one thing stands out. At the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about his faithfulness. <laughs> Come on. On the count of three, can I hear somebody tonight who can testify you are here because of his faithfulness? One, two, three. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand up. So what Jesus said, the very fact, I told the devil tonight, you know what, before I got on the platform, I said, the fact that I'm here tonight, is one of the things the Lord told me when he sent me from India. He said, there'll be a move in Canada and it will be mainly young adults. And I will raise an army. And that army will get connected to other armies of other nations. From the U.S., Canada will be connected with an army there, an army here for the revival of those nations. <laughs> when the Lord told me that word, there's only one person in our church who I qualified intentionally as a young man. He was almost double my age. At, but I said, you be the young man. It was that's the closest I could find a young person in my church. And believe me, over time, I started to act like an old person. <laughs> you become what you are, you know, what, where you are, what, what environment you are. And that became my life. But when I stood here tonight, I told the devil, many times you try to destroy me. But the fact that I'm surrounded by young people it, itself is a testimony. Whatever you do, my Jesus is the final word of every situation. If he said something, it will happen. Come on, can I say that once again? If my Jesus said something, it shall happen. If you believe... Hey. Now let me say this. Sterizo, and that's the word histomy is stood up. I like it. But I want to bring three or four description and then we are done. That's prophetic enough. Number one, number one, the four descriptions I want to bring. When he stood up, something extraordinary was happening, and that's a word. You know, the Bible says, if you read the context of the previous verse, it says there, were con there was confusion. The biggest move of God on this planet is now underway. The biggest move. Fire. 
wind, people speaking in tongues and people rushing into this place as if attracted by a magnet. But some people said, wow, what is happening? They glorified God. Some people said, you know what, this is crazy. These people are drunk. The biggest move of God is underway and it's only producing confusion. Everybody is distracted. Everything is segmented. It's compartmentalized. And recently I was talking to Travis and I said this, you know, we were sharing. One of the, one of the you know, we say it's a good thing, but most of the time it's a bad thing. You know, we in the West have learned to compartmentalize our life. Meaning, if something is wrong in one area, we can absolutely shut the door to that area and pretend everything else is fine. In Indian, Eastern culture, now it's changing there as well. People, if they have got a problem in one area, you know they have a problem. <laughs> Before you hit two kilometers away from the house, you know there's a problem there. It's evident. If they've got a problem with the husband, you can see it. It, 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 it kind of seeps into other areas. But over here, we are protective. So we have got this internal, you know, you know what you call this tension. Some places are good. You see God moving. Wonderful things are happening. You know, and sometimes we try to balance it out. Of course, this particular area is not, you know, it's not been answered, but still, my God has done, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But over time, we have this tension inside of us. Some things are good, some things are bad, and we tend to live with it. There's an internal contradiction. God, if you did that, and I don't want to share the details, but one of the things that Pastor Travis shared with me, said in Brazil, he comes with its huge excitement. And then he comes here in a few days, he was struck by disappointment. I said, can I also share in your testimony? Because that's my life as well. You're hearing some of the most powerful things happening. But then there are areas in your life it doesn't fit. There's a confusion even though signs from heaven is coming down. The biggest move of the planet is happening. But still, confusion. But the moment Peter stood up, I believe he was releasing something to counter confusion and contradiction. And with him standing up, he was able to bring clarity. And the Bible says, when this was over, you can see this one word repeated over and over again. They all were in one accord. One accord. And I'm here to say tonight, some of your moment to stand up has come because a confusion in your life is about to be arrested in the name of Jesus. If you... Come on, if you believe that, make a joyful noise in the house of the Lord. Hey. Oh, power, 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 power. Travis, where are you, Travis? I'm trying to look at you. Oh, you're there. You changed your attire. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a cool character. I didn't even recognize him. I thought, you know, he just said, said the announcement and he just went out. Maybe have a, another assignment or so. But he's still here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Amen. So I want you to know, I'm here with a word for you 
and the people that are surrounding you. You are seeing some beautiful move in your life. Extraordinary things that God is doing and you can't deny that. But tonight the Lord is saying by you standing up, you are announcing no more this tension. <laughs> Come on, somebody say amen in the house of the Lord. It's coming to a point that, that something is happening where everything is going to line up. Somebody say the word line up. Your family and your children and, and your ministry and your health, everything will line up. And that lining up is towards a destination. The Lord who put all the stars in the orbit and said, keep the orbit. Don't get out of the orbit, even by an inch. He's a God of your life. And I'm here to say, everything is going to come into the orbit. Tonight, as an announcement of that, somebody is going to stand up and say, the time has come. Hallelujah. One accord. My family was a family completely. Completely broken. There's not one area where we could see, you know, the word chaos not written over it. My brothers were unsaved, you know, and my second brother was in the gangs. And I was a preacher by then. Sometimes when I come back from the school, I could see people rushing to my house because something bad, even police. And the shame. And the men, enemy said to me many times, you are... You know, you are preaching victory and deliverance to many and going from place to place. But look at your own family. My mother was sick. Everything was in turmoil. But one day I decided, I said, God, for a few months, let me just put the ministry on hold till everything gets settled. Never fall for it. Because nothing is going to get settled. Unless it's from God. I remember that day when I went to the Lord, the Lord gave me a word. You take care of my business. I will take care of your business. And I want you to know, I was in Dubai ministering one night. I had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord told me, I'm going to put everything in order. Within a few months, it is not one. Because the Lord told me, anytime something happens, it's always in cycles. Your blessing comes in cycles. And your pain also comes in cycles. One pain will produce another. On the heel of one problem, another problem will come. But you remember the story of David. That was a cycle of pain. One day, that cycle broke. And the Bible says, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, that's how it happens. The people of Judah came and said, we want to make you king. While he's still digesting that news, Israel comes and says, we also want to make you king. And still digesting it. And somebody sends him masons and carpenters from a foreign nation, Phoenician, says, we want to make you house. Come on. There was a time every morning he woke up to hear bad news. But now God broke the cycle of pain and is releasing a cycle of blessing. And some of you are waiting for your cycle of blessing to happen. I'm here to declare prophetically the time has come. If, if you believe that, can you shout a hallelujah in the house? And that was the case with my family. 
I remember prophecy after prophecy. Every year my mother will say, you know what, we have this 31st night business. Meaning before you enter the new year, it's a long service in our Indian culture. Through the night, people will sing songs and will worship and enter the new year. And everybody must testify as a rule. Either you testify on the previous year or the new year. So everybody will take the mic and say something. My mother made a decision. I will not testify till my children come back home. For many years she couldn't testify. She loved God. She went on a fasting for one and a half years with one meal before the Lord. She was a prayer woman. Even today, two and a half hours in the night you can hear a sound of prayer. Even today. And she'll sit there in the, on the knees when her son comes home in under the influence of drugs and she'll open it, the door. But she's, she goes back, in, back into prayer. I still remember, I said, God, now I want to be specific. You have been telling me God will do it. God, I, I, I believe that. I love it. But God, something specific. And I remember one day here, a prophetess comes out of the blue and tells my mother, in the next three months, your children will come back home, will be saved. <laughs> we have been waiting for 15, 16 years by then. Nothing has happened. They only become worse. But she said, children, two months, nothing happened. Two months, two weeks, nothing happened. But three months, what God said, probably the last week, I remember I'm sitting in the house. My second brother was in the gang. Comes to my mother and father and says, I want to get baptized. And while I'm digesting that news, my older brother comes behind and says, I want to join him to get baptized. It was not one area. It's like the floodgates open and every area, nook and corner, but was under the flood of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says every mountain was covered when the flood opened up in the book of Genesis. And I'm here to say, some of you are compartmentalizing. Some area God is moving, some area the devil is moving, and I'm here to say not one area of your life will be under the power of the evil one because God... Come on, if you believe there's a prophetic word for you, can you receive it with some kind of an expression that says, I believe it. Hey. You know, can I, can I make myself believe that I'm preaching somewhere in Africa? Could you make me do that? So can you just... I know, I know we are, you know, I'm trying to be very gentle. I, you know, I love, I respect your background, where you're coming from, but at least now, you know, if you can just tell somebody, say, you know what, I, I think that man is talking about me. Come on, can you tell somebody? I think that word is for me. Do you want to give a high five to some? Let's, you know, this should be a place where we celebrate the goodness of our God. The devil cannot have any area of your life, all, all areas. From a confusion to one accord. Number two. Do you want to hear that? Are you seriously want to hear that? Now, point number two. This time, when he got up, sterizo, histamine. Hmm. It is not just him. Eleven guys stood up with him. 
Once upon a time when Peter, these guys never got along. Never. You know, one day Peter said, if you guys are on the boat, I'm jumping out in the water. <laughs> we can't be on the same boat. You know, Peter always was a lone ranger. But now, when this anointing to make him stand up, that the world will see, Stereiso is become determined. He's got God established. You know, one of the words that I want to share with you, when he stood up, because Jesus said, you will strengthen your brothers, 11 of the other apostles stood up with him. And I heard the Lord telling me, can I prophesy over you? The time has come under the power of the Holy Spirit when you stand up, meaning you're, you were once upon down, but you're rising up again. Resurgence. Can I say this? Some of the people who had fallen in your family, among your relatives, among your friends, are going to rise up together with you. Come on, if you... Hey! Shout a hallelujah! There is a breakthrough happening right now because I'm hearing the word. This time it's going to be contagious. It's going to be contagious. You're going to release other ministers. You're going to release other pastors. You're going to release other churches. Can somebody say receive it in the name of Jesus? Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. This is a night for Edmonton for many of you. You will touch somebody else. Can somebody receive this word tonight? That when you rise up, not just rising up, it's a statement. Yeah. I'm being established as Jesus proclaimed over me. When you do that, mark my words, some of the unsaved people in your family, some of the people who came to Lord but bend back, some of the people that are connected to you are going to stand up together with you. Hey, if you believe it's a word for your life, make a noise that's going to make the devil tremble in the name. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I don't do much shopping, but I like, the only time I like to do shopping is when it gets excited. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Tonight it's, Bring one out. Get a family out. Come on, get the churches out. This ministry is not about resurgence alone. It's about many churches in the city. They're hey, you know, I like the word. If you believe it's a specific word for you, because I'm, released, I'm being released to say that, as a specific word for now, for this moment. If you believe it's for you, if not, no problem. You know, the Bible says, there was a, Jesus said, crossover. And the moment Jesus said, crossover, the enemy didn't like it. There was such an uproar and uprising in the midst of the ocean that they thought they were going to sink. You got it. But there's a verse that people don't realize. The first one is when they crossed over. It's, it becomes very cool. After all this problem, 
they just crossed over. Some of the things that you are seeing is big. Will just become, they just crossed over. Because he said crossover. But what I like, which people don't normally emphasize, the Bible says, when they crossed over, other boats, small boats, they also crossed over. Because there were small boats waiting for a pathway. And let me tell you, you are the connecting pathway for your family, for people related to you. When you cross over, you're coming out with... Come on, if you believe that's a word for your life, make a sound of joy in the house. Hey, come on. I'm going to make a prophetic, prophetic word over here. You know... I want you to know this. This is very powerful. You know, we have a minister, some of our people from India knows him. He's one of the people that rose up from India who has touched so many nations now, I think, more than any of the other ministers that I know that rose up from India internationally. He's got a profound prophetic ministry, but now he's also moving in the evangelistic ministry, reaching to parts of India that is kind of closed for the gospel. You know, his church is growing. He's got churches in many countries now. And November 1, November 1, two days back, or yesterday in India, his television station was released with a huge wide range of network covering it. I think got the most. Reaching to so many. But then yesterday night or day before yesterday night, he sends me a message he said, Pastor Anison, we put some very well-known worship leaders as the first program, and there were two worship team leading. This is television now being launched. But the first message that we put on the television is your message, one and a half hours, that you preached in 2008. It's called emergency anointing. He said the reason, he started to break down. He said, the reason I put that, because that night, when you came to Kerala, India, I came to that meeting completely broken, disappointed, discouraged, and I had an old scooter, what do you, anything like a moped, Sm- broken, even that was broken. Today has got buses, mini buses of his ministry. He said, and I came and sat there, and he said, God asked me to speak this because from here, God will raise up some prophets, some apostles who will touch nations. He said, that word hit me. And on my way back home, I cried. And when I reached home through the night, I cried because you said it's not going to be something that will take time. It will be an emergency anointing. And he said, that night something happened. And today, the television, international conferences. He ministers to thousands upon thousands from that one word. So I decided when I open my television station, this will be the first preaching. And I'm here to say, just like that night when I sensed something about to break forth, I'm getting that sense again. (laughs) 
the Lord is telling me to tell you what took 25 years for the devil to build in your house, in your family. God doesn't need 25 years. He can speak one word and the breakthrough will happen. If you believe that, shout a hallelujah in the house. Come on, don't stop. This is a sound of a trumpet. This is a sound of a trumpet. This is a sound of a trumpet. Some of your calling was not just for you. You were called to bring somebody out like Joseph. You were called to touch a nation. You were called to touch other churches. But you said, God, my own life, I'm confused. I'm on the ground. How can I bring somebody else? Let me be very frank with you. I have asked that question myself. But I want you to know tonight, the hour has come. When you stand up in the supernatural realm, some nations are going to stand up with you. <laughs> Can I hear somebody receive this word right now? People that you have never seen are now standing up with you. I see orphans. I see widows. I see the people broken standing up with you. Your ministry is changing tonight. This is the night of Steriso. You are standing. But you know what? This man said a word. He said, two years back, he said, Pastor, you know how I started traveling? He said, in three months, I think he gave, I could be wrong, I want to be very careful, but about 70 airports. He became the, the person who traveled the most at that time. He said, one day you came to our city, and while preaching, you said, crossover, crossover. And I knew our ministry had come to a point where it was going steady, but Mm. it's not in that place where God had called it to be. You feel it sometimes? Yeah. It's there but not there. Yeah. That kind of feeling. He said, I felt that. So many promises of our lives, of ministry, but it's not breaking forth. He said, that night after you preached, I went to my room and I grabbed the clothes of my wife and my daughter, children, a couple of kids I think. I dragged it, held in my hand, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, me and my family, we are crossing over. He said, Pastor Anderson, I don't know what happened. Within a few days, nations started to open up. And I'm here to say, can you give a prophetic response to a prophetic word? I came all the way to declare your time of crossing over has come. Can you shh? About 20 seconds, can you do something that shows you are seriously receiving this word? You're going to stand up and a group is going to stand up with you. Make some expressions which will defy normal logics. You could shake hand with somebody, lift your hand, even if you want to say, that's okay, but let it be 
don't, I don't want ever to be blamed for not giving you a chance. This could be the moment of you rising up and a generation rising up with you. Do you want to do that? Take 10 seconds. Do something. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're standing up. Your ministry is standing up. Your life is rising up in the name of Jesus. God says he wants you to rise up so that another group will rise up. Resurgence, can you take this as a responsibility on your life? You will rise up to rise up other ministers, other churches. Zami, we are taking it this on our shoulders. Rising up. You can sit if you want, but let me give you the next one. And the Bible says, I like this. The next few minutes, even if you don't shout, it's okay. I want you to go deeper. It's okay. I didn't say don't do it. <laughs> but it's okay. Because I want you to go inside. And the Bible says, Peter stood up. His me. Lifted up his voice. But the fascinating thing, the word there lifted up his voice in the Greek is a very unusual word. It's the same word which was used when it says the Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them utterance. And almost all the scholars believe it was a supernatural. When he stood up, the Holy Spirit stood up with him. And I want you to know, I know people that stand up because it's exciting. Some people stand up because it's emotional. And Peter stood up many times. Most of the time it's from the flesh. So he fell down faster than he stood up. But this time, it is not Peter. And I'm trying to capture some of your innermost cry. God, I don't want a ministry without the Holy Spirit. I don't want to show off. I've been in the city for 16 years or so since my second coming. I was here for a few months when I came first. And let me tell you, people have asked me, why didn't you distribute yourself among, you know, just make yourself more visible. I never wanted to. Even this, I took, about, took me about five or six days for me to respond to Travis. Because <laughs> I said, God, I don't want to become visible. If ever I become visible, let me make your Holy Spirit visible. <laughs> because Anison does not know ministry outside of the Holy Spirit. What does a 12-year-old boy know when the power came? That week he stood up. No theology. Without the Holy Spirit, I cannot do. I, I came to, two days back, I had a, 
I don't know how to express it. I had a, an acute sense that I will not be even able to lift a finger. I'm, I can't do anything, raise my family, do anything without him. I told Travis that I'm coming here. It's 100% dependency on the Holy Spirit. I don't know what to do without him. When David fell, he didn't say, God, do not take away my palaces. He didn't say, do not take away my comfort. Because he knew even without that he can survive. He said, the one thing I'm asking you, do not take your Holy Spirit. Church, how many of you really believe the Holy Spirit is an engine, the source of your life? If you believe that, can you make a joyful noise in the house of the Resurgence should be all about the Holy Spirit. But I have a word for you. When Peter stood up this time, it was not based on emotion, not based on I want to show off, not based on what I want people to see how smart I am. It was because the Holy Spirit was with him. The Holy Can I declare today, some of you, when you're standing up, you're going to stand up with the Holy Spirit of God. Your words will be from the Holy Spirit. Your singing will be from the Holy Spirit. Your music will be from the Holy Spirit. Your prayer will be from the Holy Spirit. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Even the words that he preached, how could he put it together? A man who could not even understand when Jesus was speaking. He said, this is what Joel said. This is what David said. He was able to converge at that moment the past prophecies into the future dispensation of God's plan. Just like that. He was able to take from there and there and connect it to the moment. How could he ever do that? And connect it to nations and people from various backgrounds unless it was the Holy Spirit doing it. The Bible says 3,000 asked a question in unison. What shall we do? You know, if there's one label that I want to be known, I want to be known as a minister of the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to declare over you, this time when you stand up, it won't be a fluke. It will be forever. You know what? Peter's entire life was defined by this word stand up. You know what the first miracle he did? He said stand up. And the Bible says, the man leaped and stood. The word is histamine. Come on. They put him in jail. And, and the prison guard goes and complains to the to priest. The guys that you put in the jail, they are standing. Histamine. <laughs> Peter was himself in the jail again. And the servant girl says, Peter is histamine before the door. He's standing in front of the door. His whole life is histamine. That means one move of the Holy Spirit. His life is defined. And I'm here to say, from now on, you will be called as a man who's standing with established. 
Hey, hallelujah. But let me stop you. I want to do two things. Can give it all five minutes. Let's receive this word with an anointing that's coming upon us. You know what the Lord told me when I left this, when I left my room? This word has been burning. I knew it came in segments. But I heard a voice loud and clear. And I want to release. It's as if I'm prophesying over each one personally. But let me read it for you. Because I believe the greatest prophecy is when it's through the word. It says in Isaiah 52 too, and the Lord told me, say it out. It says, shake yourself from the dust and arise. This time when you arise, you're not even going to have a little remnant of the past. Some of us have been used to carrying baggage. You're going to shake even the dust off. I heard that brother. Come on, hallelujah. You're rising up to tell the devil, not even a dust from the devil will remain on my life. Hey, come on, somebody who receive it, shout a hallelujah. No. <laughs> I like when Jesus said to the man who was 38 years stuck in a place, he said, take your mat Take your bed and go. Because if you leave the bed, maybe after a few days they say, you know what, let me just check, go check it out. You know what? My bed is still there. Take your bed and go out. You cannot even remotely connect to this place where the enemy had put you. I'm here to declare, some of you are going to stand up. Everything that the enemy had put on, even the dust, you will not even smell on you the dust that came from the devil. Come on, church. You know what? When I say this, I'm so confident. Because in the next five minutes, we are going to have a big reception of the word. And I have seen, I'm an evangelist, crusade evangelist. I have seen some of the most powerful miracles happen. Not when I touch people. When the word comes out with power. And tonight, the same word that made a blind man's eyes open can tonight bring deliverance in your life. Can I get a hallelujah in the house? But are you ready to receive the word? Can you say in your heart, when you rise up, you're going to shake off the dust. And the next word is, arise. And this makes it very kind of, there's a paradox here. Shake yourself from the dust and arise. Next word, be seated. I don't get this. How can you arise one moment and then be seated? But the beauty of it in the Hebrew, it says, arise from the dust. And when it says be seated, be seated on the throne. Tonight, some of you are rising from the dust, which is not your destiny, but going to be seated on the throne, which is your destiny, can shout a Can you stretch your hand forward, brother? I'm praying for you. And be faithful. Finances will be released. God wants to bless you financially. Some ideas are going to come. And may it happen. He's going to release you from the dust.
So you can sit on the seat that God had already put your name on it. Come on, can I hear somebody who believes God has put some seat. Dust is not your place. Dust is not your destiny. Shake it off and sit. Can you receive it right now? There's a seat that God has prepared for you. Resurgence has a seat. Your life has got a seat which God has prepared. He has prepared a table and a seat. Right now you are in the dust and the seat is still waiting for you. Shake it off and sit. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Can you give me a chair, please? If the chair moves, it doesn't move. At least I move. No chair here. Nobody wants to give pastors chairs. <laughs> oh, I got it, I got it. So as a, thank you, thank you. As representing each one of you, I'm going to do, do this prophetic action. You know, that's a chair for me, the throne that God had prepared. It could be my ministry, my family, blessings, whatever it is. But now the devil has put me in the, in the dust. So what I'm going to do tonight, representing every one of you, I'm going to stand up and shake off the dust, and I'm going to sit. Hey, are you happy to do that? But I asked the Lord, why didn't they stand up so far? Not that they didn't have their desire. He says, loose, be seated, Jerusalem. Loose the bones from your neck. You know, but that's, that's kind of, in Hebrew it's different. It says, it's already the bones, the bond on your neck is loosened. They wanted to stand up, but something was pressing them. A yoke, a bondage on the neck. But I came all the way from the throne room of heaven to declare over some of you, the bondage that was holding you down for many years, God is loosening it. So, are you ready to stand up with a sign that your time has come? Now, the word stand up, they say it is also a word of attitude. It's ostentatiously stand up. There's a certain sense of swag to that. No, that's not bad. I, I, you can go home and check it out. That's common to say that word has got a certain swag. You know what Peter said? He was showing off a little. He said, till now I was sitting down. Now, I'm going to Because <laughs> you know, the devil who troubled you must be troubled back. <laughs> Some of you are so nice with the devil. Come on. He has been a Come on, bad neighbor all the, all the days of your life. And tonight you get a chance to show off. Show off a little. Come on, hallelujah. Shh. You know what you're going to tell? You're going to tell the devil. You know what? You thought I'll be down forever. But now I'm going to stand up. And that means he wanted everybody to see that he stood up. You know, there's a way the Bible says the lion will rise up. If the lion rises up, then it won't stop. Lion is a very lazy animal, by the way. Yeah. 16 hours it sleeps. <laughs> National Geographic. 
but i have seen it when it rises up it's with a swag it doesn't rise up like a dog it rises up i've seen this i've seen one day in your actual geographic it just does and oh, oh. and i've seen every creature that were getting attracted to the lion was troubling the lion the small creatures will start to pull back because they know if this guy gets up it's trouble and i came all the way to tell you the church is rising up are you ready to show a statement against the powers of darkness the devil touched your family he made your family be subjected but tonight you're rising up so i want everybody to stay put on a chair because i want to do it officially ceremoniously sit down do you really believe this word that you will rise up and when you rise up a group is going to rise up with you do you believe that this will be a holy spirit rising you up come on do you believe that this is not going to be a fluke it's going to continue in the name of jesus do you really believe that do you believe that you're rising up to sit on the seat that god has prepared for you now the devil says he will not let you do that but god says i've broken the bones so next two minutes i'm handing out the mic to 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 travis but two minutes or so whatever it is rise up but make yourself know that you risen up you should know that and the enemy will get the message if nobody does it i'm going to do it because i am hungry for the next move you can stand you can dance you can even is there a problem dancing here no okay you can do whatever you want but you're going to make a statement with a swagger you're going to stand up to tell the devil enough is enough you said i'll be sifted away but i'm here to bring forth the next move of god upon the land can somebody receive it in the name of jesus Hallelujah are you ready Are you ready Are you ready On the count of 3 from every chair and everyone that believe this word the moment has come Peter stood up and heaven will record Anison stood up your name will be recorded this is a night that you're standing up are you ready and after that you can do what you want you know give a high five praise god sing music what do you want to do let the lord take it i'm giving over the mic it's it's between you and god are you ready so on the count of 3 is too short make it 5 okay 1 5 okay 1 2 3 Four and five. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. 
For more information, go to liverysurgeons.com.